0: Hello and welcome to the Listening Party Revelations podcast. I'm Suze.
1: And I'm Trudy. This is a podcast centred around the social media phenomenon that is Tim's Twitter Listening Party.
0: Each episode we invite guests to share their experiences of attending or hosting listening parties. In addition to being a regular participant at Tim's Listening Parties, our guest this week is a big collector of music, teacher of music and a musician himself. A big welcome to Liam.
2: Hi, Suze. Hi, Trude. Are you okay?
0: Hello. Yes. Nice to meet you.
2: Good, good. Yes, you too. It's nice to put a, a voice to the tweets.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, such a joy reading your tweets at the parties. You always have good things to say.
2: <laughs> well, you too.
0: <laughs> it's, nice.
2: it's a nice sense of community and, you know, hearing what everybody else is saying. That's, what's, that's part of the value, I think.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So would you like to start by telling us how you discovered Tim's Twitter listening party and what was the first party you attended?
2: So oh, I think I discovered it in April 2020 and I was yeah. flopping around on social media and I really like Alison Moyer and yeah. her yeah. management put out a tweet uh, or a Facebook post or something saying home time replay available here. And I thought, what the hell is this? Ah. Um, and I, I'd never heard that album, but I knew the backstory that she'd made this record and she was really proud of it. and yeah. The label she was signed to weren't on board with it so she jumped ship to find someone who would back her which i thought is a great origin story for any album
0: yeah yeah. Um,
2: and i thought so i'm gonna hear it for the first time and and be guided through it as well so I was really excited for that and for the first couple of months I just did replays because there was already a few hundred I think by then
3: yes.
2: <laughs> uh, available my yeah. first live party was oh it was really special it always is though but it was really special it was Aladdin Sane by David Bowie oh yeah and straight afterwards it was the end of June 2020 and straight afterwards was Fisherman's Blues by the Waterboys yeah, um, two albums that I knew of and it's knew the record covers really famous sleeve arts aren't they yes yeah. And uh, I remember just felt like a mouse. I tweeted something like, um, "I've never, I've never, I've never played Fisherman's Blues from start to finish before, but I'm really enjoying this." And <laughs> really lovely. I got so many replies from people mm. saying, "Oh my god, I would give anything to hear this album for the first time yeah. again." <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And I felt this feeling of right, sit up, pay attention, because something special is happening here.
0: Yeah. And wow. and,
2: and re- make sure you remember this because yeah. because you know, it's a big moment. But it's lovely.
0: That's yeah. good. And then, now you're remembering it all over again. It's great.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and many more memories after that as well. Exactly, exactly.
2: It's
1: always nice when you um, hear an album for the first time and that other people know and you don't know and you always get those comments of, wow, I wish I was listening to it for the first time. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lovely, isn't it, to hear it for the first time with people who know it and hear their thoughts. Yeah. Do you have any new favourite artists or bands discovered at
0: the parties?
2: I've made a, a a list, but I'll just pick out one or two. Soda yeah. Blonde, I loved. Oh, yeah. Chloe Foy, Sunstack Jones, obviously, Natalie McCool, <laughs> yeah. Red Rum Club. But then there's also been instances where there are artists that are really well known that I've just completely missed, like Laura Mvula, Tita Tikaram, Bare Naked Ladies. I always had them as just the Big Bang Theory singer people. I didn't know that they they had a quite, they've got a vast, vast load of albums. And and what's it called? Detour de Force was the name of the album. I played that probably 10 times since we've heard it this year. So it's it's exploded my musical tastes, Um, you know, which is a really good thing. It's very organic.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hopefully, that's happened to all of us regulars. Yeah. Definitely, things yeah. I never would have listened to.
1: Yeah, new new ones and and ones we've never discovered. There's, there's just so much music out there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you purchased any albums after hearing them at a listening party or even before a listening party?
2: Yeah, I've purchased a couple. I'm trying to resist doing it, too, because I'm I'm hoping next year I'm going to move in with my partner in the US. So I don't want to collect too many records that Uh, I'm going to have to ship. So you know, I won't part with a single one. Um, So but I have bought Tom Jones album, which I was really Um, impressed by because I wanted to know who's playing on it. Yeah. Um I, I bought Laura Mvula's album, Pink Noise, as well. I really loved that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: The one that really sticks out was one that I bought in the middle of the party. I switched tabs and it was UC Colors by Delays.
3: Oh, oh okay. Yes. And
2: yeah. I was, I was four tracks in and I thought, This is I have to have this. Yeah. And I remember I, I got to the end of the party. I was a bit unaware of what was going on. And someone tweeted something like, you know, sending all the love in the world to the band. And I thought, what does mm. that mean?
3: Yeah. And I found
2: out. You know, and uh, is it Greg? I think his yes. name, and yeah. they passed away now.
3: Yes, very um,
2: But but I, but I remember thinking, you know, climb yeah. me. This this is a really special album. I, I need
0: yeah. to have yeah. it. I'm really glad they had that party. It's yeah, it's really special. Too, for the band and Aaron. Yeah. Do you plan to go to any gigs by artists featured at the parties or do you have any other gigs booked?
2: Oh, Sue, you've, accident- <laughs> you've accidentally picked it a scab here. Oh,
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. dear. I, I was
2: going to go see Soda Blonde very recently yeah. um, at live at Leeds. Uh, I teach at Leeds Conservatoire, which is right next door to the Wardrobe in Leeds, which is one of the big, one of oh, the popular okay. venues. Yeah. And I came out of work recently on Saturday afternoon. I went, why the hell is everyone lining up outside? <laughs> and I saw the poster for live at Leeds and I went, I've got my weekends mixed up.
0: Oh no. Because um, oh. I was I was
2: gonna go see them at Broodnell Social Club. So I'm gonna have to yeah. go to Ireland now because oh. I think that's where they're they're based. I'm gonna have to go and see yeah. them there, which is not the worst thing in the world. But no,
3: no. bit of a Good shame. Excuse.
2: I felt really cross with myself that I'd missed them. They were right on the doorstep. Oh. Oh. you know. <laughs> um other than that, I don't have any plans at the moment. Yeah. But no, we'll see. We'll see. gigs well, are back.
1: the possibilities there again very scary when there was
2: nothing yeah that's true
1: Uh, still on the subject of gigs what's the furthest you've ever travelled to a gig?
2: Uh, still within the the grounds of the UK furthest I've been was I went to see Bonnie Tyler at the London Palladium
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, from yeah. from
2: Leeds, um, and that was that was actually the last gig I went to before the pandemic started, and it was a really good night as well because yeah. she hadn't played there since her first ever tour of the UK
3: oh,
0: wow. In, wow. in the,
2: the early seventies or mid seventies, and she said yeah. she was she was a guest act for Jean Pickney
0: Goodness me! Wow. And she
2: she, she came out and stage she did a couple of songs, and I remember she pointed to the Royal Circle and said. When I did my first gig here, my mum and dad, took both passed the winter, they were sat in those seats. bit She got a bit upset, bless her, but yeah. um, it was a really lovely night and uh, yeah, little did I know then that that would be the last gig for a
0: while. Yes. Yeah,
2: but it was yeah. nice. I met up with a few friends and it was really memorable. Yeah,
0: that's good. Yeah, the yeah, Palladium's a pretty special place for any gig as well.
2: It is, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's got a lot of uh, heritage, hasn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. And have you had any gig disasters?
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> oh dear
3: <laughs>
2: one one that jumped it's not really a disaster actually but one that one memory that jumped out was when I was a student in Leeds I studied music and my friends were in kind of rock and pop bands so I used to go to a lot of local gigs for new bands Oh nice. and we, we went to the Brudenell Social Club which yeah. is yeah. sort of on the outskirts. And there's like the small room. And it's one of those venues where it's one of those rooms where um when it's not packed out when there's few people in there, it feels even smaller because you can see the walls. <laughs> and the first bander was on at about five PM. There's three guys and there was me, and my two friends, in, on one side of the room, and then a girl yeah. and her boyfriend on the other, and that was it. Wow! And 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 the lead singer was playing bass, and he did a solo, and he jumped off the stage, and yeah. he marched up to this couple, and the and he cornered them. and he started. Uh, I guess the word is like thrashing. He was thrusting his shoulders, uh, his <laughs> hairs going back and forth, <laughs> and it looked it looked really cool, I guess. Yeah. But he yeah. was he, in his mind, he was he he was playing to three thousand people, <laughs> and was screaming his name, you know. <laughs> And this couple was stood there clutching their, <laughs> clutching their drinks, looking at the wall, breaking eye contact with it, oh looking, no. at, looking at the buzz. Oh, no. And it went on. It felt like it went on for 10 minutes. It was probably 30 seconds. <laughs> and then and we, we, look, we looked at it. That was weird. Went back on stage. It was a great lesson in adjusting your performance to suit the size of the audience well, and yes. uh, the venue that you're in you know <laughs> yeah uh, yes. like, d- don't crowd surf if there's no one there no
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, it's no, a hard fall be, yeah that could be
2: messy isn't <laughs>
0: <couldn't>
2: it? <laughs> so, yeah, good oh, fun
0: hopefully they went on to bigger gigs after that
2: yeah i'm sure they did like i, I don't want to <laughs> knock them because everybody starts somewhere but yes, you know ho- hopefully course. hopefully they, they kind of learned from that experience
0: though. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite surprise Revealed from a guest at a listening party.
2: I really like the Water Boys again, Mike Scott, Modern Blues. There was a song called November Tale, and he spotted this poster outside a church that he pinched the line from. It says, uh, If your problem is long standing, try kneeling. (laughs)
0: and uh, he says
2: he says he says that's that's a really good little line he kept it for I like the fact that he kept it for 15 years Yeah, and then and then suddenly it found its way into a song
0: (laughs) today's Um, the day
2: (laughs) yeah um and the other one that that springs to mind is because because I I started working for Bonnie Tyler recently and I remember when I remember when the email came through that she'd been invited to do her first listening party yeah and she was going like I don't know what, what do I talk about? The songs I talk about, the productions. So I ended up sending through my colleagues. I said, here's a few prototype tweets of stuff she could say. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and she came back a couple of days later and had like reams and reams of stories about Jim Steinman. And one that I'd never heard. We couldn't use them all, but I remember one of them that was brilliant. Was she says, "I met him in 1982. We went to his apartment overlooking Central Park. When we got out of the lift, we were—I think ET was out around the same time. We oh, got yeah. out of the lift and and we saw this trail of MMs leading up to this door.
3: <laughs>
2: and and what she she ends up cutting because the tweets would have been too long was yeah. what happened first. They knocked on the first door, and out came Dustin Hoffman. Wow. And and <laughs> they said, is, "Is Jim Steinman there?" He says, "No, he's, he's next door."
0: Yeah, and
2: then. When he opened the door, Jim and his big, long, uh, silvery hair floating yeah. past his shoulders. Wow. She said it was like meeting Dracula.
0: <laughs>
2: Amazing. <laughs>
1: um, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that, that was a surprise. Big question. What is your most memorable party or parties and why?
2: One that really stuck out to me was, because I, I did probably 20, 30, 40 and 2020, and then took a break over winter. And I came back because I remember seeing on the album list Never would have expected it. The performance by Shirley Bassey. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I thought, yeah. that's an interesting choice. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I must be one of about three people on the planet who knows that album Inside Out. Yeah. Um, and Dave, David Arnold did the tweeting. It was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, the reason I was so excited to listen to it with other people was because the songs were written by really famous artists. You had like Katie Tunstall. Oh,
0: that's right, yeah. Man yeah. Next
2: Street Preachers yeah. wrote a track. Richard Hawley wrote one Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. And that was really special and i thought i'd forgotten how they work so i came back the night before yeah. to do whatever album was on before yeah. and it was like divine intervention because the album on the night before was scald and repair by some stack jones yes.
0: oh, and it was yeah, like you missed it if you hadn't it yes. was yeah. i know it was like magic <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah and that really stuck with me as well so that was True. really that was amazing Fantastic. i thought yes
0: yeah Which replay or replays would you recommend to someone who's never attended a listening party?
2: Um, I tried to pick one. I tried to pick an album, and I went with April by Emmy the Great. Okay, and she's—I um, think I've got my facts right. She's an English singer-songwriter, but she was born in Hong Kong. Her dad's English, and her mum was Chinese. And so yeah. the, it's, the album is kind of acoustic folk, but it's yeah. got all these amazing influences. This this fusion of two musical cultures. Wow!
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also
2: think she probably holds the record for the most tweets per minute for an album. Sponsor, <laughs> I remember it was like. <laughs> And it was, and so I had to use the replay to catch up with it. But honestly, if you've not heard that album, go and listen to it because it's absolutely stunning. It's, it sounds, you've got this conventional folk sound and then it just bursts with really pretty instruments that I can't even name, but they're absolutely wonderful. It's a wonderful album. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll have to do a replay on
1: that, I think. An album isn't just what we hear but what we see. So what's your favourite album cover from those featured at the parties?
2: I've chosen Trip by Lamb Chop. Oh
1: okay. Okay.
2: And, and it's a picture. It's, it's kind of foliage. The yellow and the green are brought really really bright. It's a quite a jarring album cover because the last quarter of the image is like a repetition of the first quarter. It's kind of like a tiled oh. image and then it says Lamb Chop trip in very very thin barely legible text. It's Really, really weird cover. But at the centre is this very, very clear, distinct rose. And I think, whether it was intentional or not, to me it's kind of, there's a load of interesting complex stuff going on in the production for that album but at the heart of it are really really simple lovely songs i think many of them are covers and they're just completely turned on their head and i loved that album i yeah. thought that right. the album cover was really really i just i was going what is what's going on there really cool i think that's that's, that's what a good album does sometimes it gets you looking yes. you know, closely, yeah. Oh, yes. to, yeah you know closely it's inspecting oh yeah i think
1: i'll have to do the replay for that one i've not done that one
2: so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i think it was november last
1: yeah
2: a year oh gosh <laughs>
1: If you could choose
0: anyone to host a listening party, who would your dream host or hosts be? Oh, I've
2: got four. (laughs) Wow. Richard Hawley, (laughs) Randy Newman, Kim Carnes or Tom Waits. All very, very distinctive voices, singer-songwriters and great storytellers as well.
0: Wonderful. Yes you know i think
2: that would be really cool i, I mean i'd love tom Waits, but i think i think the thing with the listening parts is you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve a little bit when you're telling these stories and he's quite a mysterious character so uh, whether we uh, go oh but, but i wish any album <laughs> would do any yeah. single one
1: yeah
2: same same for any of those artists really i think that would be really cool
1: yeah it's a brilliant way of finding out things you would never find out and it's right they do seem to feel that they can share more
2: yeah exactly that's what got me so hooked on it because when a band or an artist does an interview with a journalist they talk about the single they talk about the tour they never talk they never talk about track 11 you know what i mean (laughs) like this is it's the first thing i've ever seen where consistently every song is dissected
1: yes yeah that's true yes
2: that's that's amazing i think
1: yeah yeah it's in depth
2: it's because it's about the album it's about the album which
0: is which is also a period of time in that band's or artist's history as well
1: yeah it's it's not focusing on on them or the artist so much it's the album itself it's the how it was made how it's produced so there have been many silent parties for artists no longer with us what's the most memorable silent party for you and why
2: One that really stuck out to me that I thought was a really powerful sound was Amphetamine Ballads by the amazing Snakeheads. Oh, yes and and that was i think it opened with a gong and i was like hello yeah. this sounds this sound, <laughs> here we go um and and i've forgotten his name i think he's passed away is that the lead singer yeah. that's passed away and yes. and i thought what an amazing voice i think there was something called it's called heading for heartbreak or something and the energy and the, the the pain in his chest when he's singing
1: that's right yeah and
2: it's it was earthy and it was gritty and i yeah, was yeah. a su- sucker for that yeah. really really yeah. loved that one yeah
1: yeah Onto your quick fire round. If it's a new album for you, do you wait for the party or have a sneak peek before?
2: Most usually wait. Just go with the yeah. flow. The only really. times that I've ever really had a sneak peek is is, is if it's if it's an album I already know and I want to listen to it and get excited, yeah. or oh. if I'm in a rush to get home and I think, am I going to really like this? And should I sprint for the first train? <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and I have done that sometimes. Brilliant. Because um, I think I I can't miss. Because it's I like doing the replays, but there is something special about being there.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. for yeah, the for the main yeah, thing. Of course, yeah. yeah. And what's your, your usual favourite music genre?
2: It's more a format, really. I like a singer-songwriter. I like someone who can yeah. stand with a guitar or a sit with a piano and just that out of the head straight into the microphone and you listen to it, that yeah. organic feel. Yeah.
1: Do you have a favourite or usual room to listen in?
2: Uh, it's usually my bedroom, just because that's yeah. where all the uh, the equipment is. But uh, I have done done it while I'm cooking in the kitchen. Sometimes I did uh, Gary Kemp's in solo in the garden. That was lovely. Oh, that's
0: lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well
2: it was a great it was great until I cracked open a cider and then a wasp came to visit and it that's all went wrong. Remember that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but usually, usually bedroom. Okay.
1: Yeah. And do you you prefer listening on headphones or out loud?
2: Usually out loud. But if it's a detailed production, I'll stick because I want to hear everything. I'll put the headphones. Yeah.
1: On.
2: Yeah. I have I have started with headphones and taken them off and sometimes started you know the other way around because i think this is a headphones album you know yeah
1: yes and do you prefer streaming vinyl cd or cassette
2: streaming for convenience but um you know i I have got i've got plenty of cds as well so where possible i will get one out of the cabinet and and put it in and and, you know read the booklet at the same time
1: yes would you be able to sum up tim's twitter listening party in three words
2: complete total immersion
0: Wow. Love yes. That. That's yeah. Here's a fun question for you now. If you are in charge of emojis, which one would you introduce and which one would you delete? Oh, oh my <laughs>
2: goodness. Oh, an, an emoji that doesn't exist. Yes, yeah. Oh. Oh goodness me. I can't remember the name of it. There was there was a music symbol and I can't remember which one but that's not on there. There's a very limited
3: um, yeah, list yeah, of music yeah.
2: emojis and I'd like a few more. What would I get rid of? Oh ones you never use. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I'm a I like emojis, so maybe I maybe I wouldn't get rid of one. Fair Um, enough. (laughs) Maybe for myself, I I use the fire emoji a bit much. So maybe if I could if I could temporarily take that off myself.
0: well it just says lots of things doesn't it woohoo great great yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
1: or you actually have a fire yeah yes (laughs) literally (laughs) sitting at your fire maybe a campfire
0: (laughs) version then the logs and the flame on top yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) finally could we please have your choice of one song from a party you've attended for our spotify playlist
2: Gone with um, Kids Addicted by Red Rum Club. Um, I love that album. And it's a song about online addiction, basically. And I, because I remember it resonated with me because I was teaching one of my teenagers' classes recently. And I said to them, you know, what what do you want to do with your music when you get older? What do you want to do when you finish here? And they were saying, it's all right, sir. Uh, I'm going to be Instagram famous.
0: Oh, no. I said,
2: we'll we'll call that plan A. Um, (laughs) Yeah
0: the next week
2: (laughs) it says uh preach about your problems on a medium that's caused them and it's the it's the song's all about Mm. this kind of exchange of dopamine that we have i'll give you a like you give me a like yeah Yeah. and you know the the whole album's got that very modern sort of topical feel to it and it's a tropical feel (laughs) Uh, not so much
1: That's wonderful. Okay. thanks to Liam for being our guest this week.
2: Thank you. It's been fun.
1: And thanks for listening. We are Listening Party Revelations podcast. Please subscribe and follow our Twitter account at LPRpod.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye
2: Bye-bye.